What's up, my fellow history nerds, and welcome back to Adult History. As always, I am super excited to share my love of history in a new and entertaining way. This podcast is going to cover a few of the things you've learned in history class, but a lot of the things you didn't. I'm Christiane, and this is Adult History. lesson will prove just how brave and badass women can be. The Night Witches of World War II were an all-female battalion from the Soviet Union. These women flew extremely dangerous missions to drop bombs on unexpecting Nazis. But before we learn how these ladies got their name, let's mix up a drink. Our historically themed cocktail for this evening is called the Witch's Heart. Start by adding ice to a glass and your shaker. Then add one and a half ounces of apple vodka, three ounces of a blackberry liqueur. Now shake, pour, add one teaspoon of grenadine, and enjoy. All right, history nerds, let's get started. In October of 1941, Adolf Hitler and the German army of Nazi soldiers were quickly encroaching on Soviet territory. Women were not permitted in combat at the time, but the Soviet military was running out of options. An aviator known as the Russian Amelia Earhart, named Marina Raskova, suggested the idea of an all-female unit. She herself was famous for being the first female aviator in the Soviet Air Force, but she also held many long-distance flight records. Raskova had been receiving letters from women who wanted to join the fight. Most of them had lost a loved one or a sweetheart. These women didn't just want to help by being aides or working behind the scenes. They wanted revenge. Roskova went to Joseph Stalin and asked for the opportunity to bring these women to the front lines. On October 8, 1941, Stalin gave the orders to deploy three all-female Air Force units. Roskova received over 2,000 applicants and narrowed it down to 400 women between the ages of 17 and 26. These women all had to move to the town of Engels, just north of Stalingrad. They had very little time to train and learn what most male soldiers had learned over years of training. Each one had to learn to fly and maintain an aircraft, as well as become navigators and ground crew. As the Nazi army got closer, the pressure to head into battle mounted. Now, these ladies certainly did not get new equipment or gear. They were given plywood biplanes that had canvas pulled up around the frame. These planes were not designed for war and were actually meant for training and crop dusting. They did not have any sort of temperature control and the women were completely exposed to the elements while in the air. The temperatures were well below freezing and in the winter, just so much as touching the plane with exposed skin would lead to it being ripped off. Aside from the planes, the women also received hand-me-down uniforms from their male counterparts. They were often too big and they could barely keep their boots on. I can't imagine the harsh conditions they faced. Let's take a quick break. Now back to the lesson. Okay, 
So these brave women didn't have guns, radars, or radios like their male counterparts. They had to use rulers, stopwatches, and flashlights to navigate their planes. The planes were so limited to how much weight they could carry that the girls didn't even get to have parachutes because it weighed down their planes. So yeah, another safety precaution was gone. The planes couldn't reach high altitudes with the weight of the bombs, making them easily seen, which was why they flew at night. This was the silver lining though, because the Nazi radar couldn't detect the night witch's aircrafts at the low altitude. These planes also had a maximum speed that was actually slower than the Nazi stall speeds, so they could easily maneuver faster than the German planes, which made them very difficult to shoot down. The downside to them, however, was that they didn't carry ammunition or return fire, and so they spent their time ducking out of Nazi fire. And if the plane did get hit by enemy fire, it would immediately ignite since it was made of wood and canvas. So when the girls flew their missions, they would carry a bomb under each wing of the plane. Each plane had two women aboard and they flew over eight missions a night and sometimes up to 16 in order to drop enough bombs on enemy encampments. They would shut off their engines before getting close to the target and the whooshing sound as they glided in for the kill was what got them their name. The Germans called them Nachthexen, or night witches, because the sound of their planes idling sounded like a witch's broom. Let's take a quick break. Now back to the lesson. Alright, so the night witches were so successful that any German soldier who shot down one of their planes received the prestigious Iron Cross Medal. The German soldiers decided that to explain these women's success, they had to be criminals who were masters at stealing and had to be sent to the front lines as punishment, or they had been given special injections that allowed them to see in the night. Because, of course, that's the only explanation for being beaten by a bunch of girls. But that was fine with the night witches because they were killing Nazis and that's all that mattered to them. The girls followed 12 commandments in their night witch battalion. The first was, be proud, you are a woman. Killing Germans was their job, but in their downtime, their heroic flyers still did needlework, patchwork, decorated their planes, and danced. They even used the pencils they used for navigation as eyeliner. So kill Nazis, but look good while doing it. And I love that. The night witches flew their last mission three days before the Germans surrendered. So. They were in it right up to the very end. The badass girls flew more than 30,000 missions in total. Unfortunately, they lost 30 of their soldiers, but 24 of the flyers were awarded with the title Hero of the Soviet Union. Roskova, the mother of the movement, died on January 4, 1943, when she was finally sent to the front line, but her plane never made it. She was given the very first state funeral of World War II, and her ashes were buried near the Kremlin, which is a fortified complex in the center of Moscow. But even though this unit became the most highly decorated in the Soviet Air Force during the war, the Night Witches were disbanded only six months after the end of the war. And during the victory parade in Moscow, the Night Witches were not allowed to join with their planes. The military decided that they were too slow, so it's very sad, but not surprising. But regardless of their treatment, there is no doubt that these women greatly helped in the victory against the Germans during World War II. I hope you learned something from today's lesson. I love finding women in history who go against the grain. The Night Witches took their bravery, as well as their hatred of Nazis, straight to the front lines. And they kicked some ass, if I do say so myself. And I do. Don't let anyone stop you from your goals. 
This month is Black History Month, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode where we learn about a black American woman who ignored the limits set out to separate her and became one of the most important people to ever work at NASA. Katherine Johnson helped with the success of almost every major space mission you learned about in school, and it's time to learn about her contributions to aviation and space exploration. Today's lesson was written and edited by Christy Yen, and all music for the podcast was created by Corey Miller. You can also find today's lesson sources on our Facebook page at Adult History.